0: And welcome to episode two of Cheap Seats, the one and only sports podcast produced by the WDBC Dragon Broadcasting Program. It's the same people on as last episode. So um, let's get this going and get introductions.
1: Hello, I'm Jackson Bellinger. I'm a senior.
2: I'm Dallas Romberg. I am a junior.
3: And last but not least, I'm Dawson Wolf, and I am also a signo. Why'd you say it like that, Dawson? I don't know. I just don't want to be like everybody else.
0: You are never mind. I'm not going there today. Okay, so we're gonna start with some. Um, Dawson, choose a number one or two.
3: Let's go with two.
0: Okay, we're gonna start with some NBA talk. Um, the season kicked off for four teams last night. Pistons have their season opener tonight at home against the Bulls. I just want to get some of your guys' sleeper teams. What teams do you think that will do well that aren't as highly ranked as others?
2: Um, Pistons are probably looking – they're looking really good. I mean, we'll have to see how their rotation is. That's probably one of my – Few teams that I'd say might do better than what they might be projected to.
3: Okay.
0: Anyone else? Literally anyone else. You run the
1: question by me again.
0: What team do you think will do better than they're projected to?
1: Uh, I think the Chicago Bulls, mainly because they're predicted to barely inch into the playoffs around the six through eight seed, but. I think Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine are going to be are going to surprise a lot of people and end up coming in the top half of the uh, top half of the East. Okay.
0: Um, Dawson.
3: Uh. So, well, as many of you know, I'm not really a big NBA guy, but I'm just going to pick a team out there that I've. Well, I. I've seen in recent years that have has been one of those sleeper teams come around playoff time. I would say the Indiana Pacers, the Pacers are one of those teams where, okay, you're going to go into Indy and try and, you know, clinch a playoff spot or something. And they support, they, they surprise those contenders. So I would put the Indiana Pacers up there.
0: One team on um, Jackson, I think it was Jackson. You stole mine. I, I was going to say Chicago. Um, Another one for me, I think that's going to be one, is Charlotte. They snuck in as a, a playing team last year. They just get more experience. Um, everyone has a year, another year under their belt now. Um, in the West, I know they're a team that's probably going to be a top five seed but this is a team that really hasn't had playoff success within the last probably five or 10 years. I'm going with the Denver Nuggets. Remember they had Jamal Murray out last year. Um, Jokic didn't play up to his standards in the playoffs. So I think this is the season we start seeing the Nuggets being able to pit the pieces together and start making a run into the playoffs. If it's into this, you know, the second round, the conference finals, whatever, they might even be the team out of the West to come in and, and make it to the NBA finals.
1: But you have to remember, Jamal Murray isn't going to be playing for probably at least another four months. But when he comes back,
0: that's that just that power horse, that point guard that can help when playoffs come around. True. Another team um, I want to touch on a little bit, you mentioned them, Dallas, is the Pistons. Do you think they um, are going to be that team that they were last year, or how do you think that will shake up for the Pistons?
2: I think the addition of Cade will kind of give them that extra rotation and just allow them to play a bit more freely. With again, Cade being tall, giving them an extra, almost basically a big man, where and a great playmaker at that. His college stats for that were great and all that. But I just think it'll give them some more options down later on in the season and even at the start.
3: Okay. Yeah. So the thing about Cunningham is he's kind of that Swiss army knife kind of player. He's good in all situations. You know, if you throw him under the basket, throw him out there on the perimeter, he can hurt you from both, both of those aspects of the game. But the thing is, is like, he's, he's a key inactive tonight for the Pistons. He's not, he's currently injured and Being injured in your rookie season as any professional athlete kind of like begs questions down the road. Will it affect you in your playing game, you know, going down the line? You know, will you have another injury that could be potentially just as bad or even worse? And could that potentially affect you? And, you know, there's been some NBA players that, you know, have gotten hurt in their rookie seasons and have kind of like not lived up to the hype almost. But remember what type of injury this is. This, we're not talking about a torn
0: ACL. And I, can, I completely agree with you, Dawson. I was going to bring up the um, injury as well and say, well, you know, he's not that weapon that you can be able to use for. I think he's going to be out for at least a week. It's a sprained ankle we're talking about. It's not like a torn ACL, something, you know, upper body that, okay, this might be a lingering issue for a long time. It's a sprained ankle. I sprained my ankle twice in my life and I'm fine. Like, this is something that your common everyday man will go through versus, you know, something like a torn ACL or something like that. That might beg the difference, like, okay, can this affect his long-term playing career?
1: I mean, everyone in their life is going to get a twisted ankle at some point or another, no matter what the sport is, but, like, I won't be surprised if he's playing this weekend.
0: Yeah, you got to think about it. He's been out, what was preseason, two weeks. I don't think he even played in a preseason game. If he did, it might have been the very first one against San Antonio, which, no, he was out that one. And so, um, yeah, I mean – there's really no timetable for him. I think it really is game by game. He could be out there this weekend, like you said, Jackson, against Chicago, or it could be another, you know, two weeks, depending on how he heals. But before I forget to bring this up, now that we're talking about the Pistons, um, I have a message to deliver to y'all. This is not my opinion, okay? So Dawson, do not come at me for this one. I was sitting in fourth hour today, and my friend Anthony Schulte, big Pistons fan, he's going to the game tonight. Big shout out to Anthony Shulte if you're listening. Um, he told me to tell y'all Sadiq Bey is trapping 20 points and 10 rebounds tonight. So I'm I'm putting I'm putting that out into the atmosphere now. So <laughs> Sadiq Bey, you better you better score 20 points and 10 rebounds, or I know I'm hearing it from Dawson tomorrow.
2: Okay, I, I just have to say, I, I love Schulte. He is a great guy, great personality. But when it comes to sports and his favorite teams, he can be a little bit unrealistic. But that's something that's realistic, though.
3: It is realistic. realistic. Everybody can be a little bit far fetched on their dreams once in a while. But like that's that's
0: me saying, yeah, the Bills are going. What do they have? Two losses now. The Bills are going fifteen and two. They're beating Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I can say that. That doesn't mean it's going to be true. But what he's saying is probably happening. What'd you say? That would probably happen though. It's realistic, but they lost to the Titans Monday night. So they could lose to basically anybody.
3: Let's let's face it. Well, if you're predicting something by such a large number, I get it. You're you're gonna be a fan. You're a fan of the pistons. You kind of like side with that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, if you're gonna put money on that kind of stuff, it's just kinda just like why. But
1: I get that
3: salty. I mean, that's all he posts about on all the social media, Pistons, everything. So, I mean, good. He's going to the game tonight. Maybe you know, bring some good luck to the team. But I seriously don't think they're gonna win tonight. I really yeah, don't
0: see it. Moving on. Moving on from this. Um, I want your guys' pick for MVP and Rookie of the Year.
1: MVP. I must say, either LeBron or Luka Doncic. Okay. Uh. Just because Luka Doncic, this is, he's finally grown into probably the best we've seen him. <clears throat> he had a great offseason, and there's no reason to believe that he's not going to put monster numbers. Uh, Mavs don't play their first game until tomorrow night, which I can't wait to watch. LeBron, in his first game back, put up 35 points. And it, it along with his new teammates, being able to score all those assists is going to help his chances greatly. And then rookie of the year. I mean, we've only seen uh, four different teams play. So this one's kind of a throw up guess. I'll probably just say Kid Cunningham.
2: Okay. Dallas? Um, MVP, probably again. Luca, I like that pick generally because it's like Luca. I mean, if Luca's going to beat LeBron, though, he's going to need to get tons of assists. And we've seen him do it, just get tons of assists. Um and I believe Luca could do it. And rookie of the year, I'd say Cade or maybe Jalen Green.
3: Okay.
0: For me, MVP, I'm gonna go with a two different guy than what both of you have said. I, I like the Luka Doncic pick. I think he's gonna be in the conversation. I'm going with the 2019 MVP. I'm going with yeah, I'm I'm gonna butcher his last name, Giannis Antonin Kumbo. In 2020, he played 61 games, had 1,717 points, 626 field goals made, 67 three-pointers made. That's a 30.3 percentage. 68.5 field goal percentage, uh, 671 rebounds, 357 assists, 207 turnovers, 72 steals, 73 blocks. And I just think he's going to be able to take that next step last night i'm pulling up the stats last night he had 32 he had 32 points a field goal of 48 percent he made one three-pointer and four attempts he made seven out of nine from the stripe he had 14 rebounds seven assists four turnovers one steal two block four personal fouls. <laughs> that is a mouthful so i think Giannis is just gonna be i'm not saying he's a player to beat pe- beat i think he's gonna be another player another player i want to throw his name into the ring is steph curry um had a monster game last night for the um Warriors. I think he's going to be in the conversation. And then I'm going to throw one more name in. I want to say uh, Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets. I really think Durant is going to be the player to step up in Kyrie Irving's absence. And so that's another name I'm throwing in. And then for Rookie of the Year, I've heard Jalen Green and um, Kate Cunningham a lot. I'm going to throw in a third name. I'm going Jalen Suggs, the man, balled out in Gonzaga last year. Had that epic um, three-point field goal to win it in the Final Four to send them to the championship. I see him being the rookie to beat this year for that award. So with that being said, um, let's move on to some NFL talk. I get this. I had this written. I'll read for word for word what I had in my notes. Not so sunny for the Motor City. What, what is going wrong with the Lions right now? If you had to diagnose it to one thing, what is it?
1: Defense. I'm defense, sure. offense, special teams, coaching. Please, everything. Everything. Everything is going wrong. I mean, at the end of the day,
3: you know the saying, defense wins championships. If you can't stop the opponent from scoring and you can't score, that's not a recipe to win, my friends. Yeah. I mean – Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I just
2: want to say that the game against the Bengals, 34-11. to The Bengals were scoring even when they had their subs in, even when they had their backups in. It didn't matter. The Detroit defense is, let's just put it honestly – Awful. Yeah,
1: and only scoring 11 points to the Bengals of all teams is also pitiful. It's Those just, are all of the top
0: teams in the NFL, though, or in the NFC right now. They're, what, one loss, I least? Don't call me on that.
3: No, the Bengals are in the AFC, and they're second place in the AFC North. To the Ravens. Yeah, Ravens are top team in the AFC North right now.
0: Okay. One thing I want to bring up, and I'm not blaming it on this one player. It's Ben Jackson. You mentioned it. It's a collective group.
3: But I feel like I want... the morale is really down after they lost yes. all those consecutive games. I'm going to bring up one player, and I'm, again,
0: I'm not blaming it on this one player. I really believe it. a lot of it is through Jared Goff. Jared Goff, I was watching First Take this morning, and they're talking about how he still has not won an NFL game. Without Sean McVay as his coach, he's 0-6 in Detroit, and then he was 0-7 in um, LA when Sean McVay was not his coach. With the Lions this year, he started six games. He has a percent completion percentage of 66.8. He's selling for 1,505 yards, seven touchdowns, and four interceptions. So the year they went to the Super Bowl 2018, he had 300 or he had a 64.88 per completion percentage, so a little bit higher so far this year. 4,688 yards, 8.4 yards per completion. That's over two yards more. He had 32 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Now, you got to go, you got to bring it to play calling. I feel like play calling for this year for the Lions have been very bad. But just look at the the decisions Jared Goff is making. Jared Goff does not look like a starting NFL quarterback right now. He does not look like the Rams quarterback that they had in 2018. Think about some of the games Jared Goff went in and won in 2018. He went toe-to-toe with, Ken, or with um, Patrick Mahomes. In the season, Patrick Mahomes won MVP. He um, beat Kirk Cousins in the, division, or in the um, playoffs. He beat Drew Brees and the Saints. By the way, the Rams were the Saints were favored by a large margin. They were up 13 points in the NFC Championship game. The Rams went on to win that game after being down 13 points, thanks to Jared Goff. So this is not the player we've seen with the Lions so far.
2: Again, I do want to say I'm pretty sure 2018, they still had Todd Gurley, if I am correct. The Rams were a completely different offense at that point.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Brian. You got any more, Brian? <laughs> yeah. <You're laughs> Sorry, we're, we're, we're having
0: a pizza discussion. Uh surprise me. So anyway, what were you saying, Dallas, before we were interrupted by pizza?
2: All right. So I was saying about how I'm pretty sure in 2018 the Rams still had Todd Gurley at that time.
0: They did. And you're right, you, you got to bring it to running bags, but thank you. <laughs> I appreciate
2: that. Hey, don't grab me a piece. What'd you say? Get me a piece. There's one piece left,
0: and he already left.
2: You better get me a piece. Still, I swear to God, if you don't send me that piece. Dallas? Yeah.
0: I'm eating it.
2: You. Absolutely, I can't say that well on here. But
0: just for you listening, no, I'm getting killed today.
2: Absolutely, uh, we're hanging out after this anyway, so he'll he'll have a fun time. You know, I will. <laughs> you know, all right. Back to football.
0: Back to Jared Goff, Away from pizza. Oh, by the way, Dallas, it's nice and warm. It is so good.
3: You're lucky I'm on air. I can't
2: say the words I want to say. (laughs) Oh, wait, what's stopping me
0: actually? Back back to football. Back to football. This is school
2: friendly.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right, back to football. Oh, I'd like to say Thursday night football this week Browns and Broncos. Browns' offense is basically all injured except for Austin Hooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones and Jarvis Landry. So, Baker Mayfield is out with a shoulder injury after being totally killed in the pocket. Um, uh, other than that, I mean, some key games this week. Uh, Stafford is playing his former team. That's going to be a big one Sunday. Yep. And uh, he'll probably, like take it personally and probably, like, destroy them. Mm -hmm. So, we'll see if uh, Dan Campbell can come out of L.A. with a win, which I highly doubt. Going back to the Browns, and
1: Dawson,
0: you're going to kill me for saying this. I saw a fun fact today that the Browns have lost to the Broncos dating back to 1991 seven games in a row.
3: Right. And now with Basically, the whole offensive starting lineup, seventy-five percent out, is sad.
1: Oh, man. And I
3: guess that piece of pizza was very good. Anyway, back to the Browns. Go ahead. No, so, well, you know, the Browns rely, they, like, they make, they make their living on the ground. Yeah. So, like, so you got Nick Cho – You got, you know, the probably the best running game in the whole. NFL, yeah, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, which both of them are hurt. So after them, who is going to, you know, average six, eight, seven, ten 10 yards carry and keep them going? Not much. And let alone you have basically the own Jarvis Landry, Donovan, Pe- Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Austin Hooper is your lifelines for offense for – Keenum as quarterback? Mm. To me, that sounds like a disaster tomorrow.
0: Moving on, I want to talk about – I want to bring this one team up. I was listening to, on um, first take this this morning, um, Stephen A. Smith, not the biggest fan of the Cowboys. He had the Cowboys ranked as the second-best team in the NFL. Do you think they could be a championship uh, Super Bowl contender, or do you think they're an early-round exit out of the playoffs?
3: One team I would like to see – one team I'd like to see the Cowboys go up against is uh, Arizona. Um,
1: that would be a good
3: game. Arizona. I don't think I really Cowboys. I'll just say this: Cowboys probably have they play Arizona. They play Arizona the and Dallas January second, week seventeen. Yeah, so that's at the end of the season. So that's really a tester before going into the playoffs. But if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you probably play in the easiest division in the NFC. I mean, who else is good easy, in that division? Easy. Washington. Washington, Washington, Philadelphia, New York Giants, they're all
0: Easy, easiest, the probably second easiest division in football.
3: Might be even easier than the AFC East. Yeah, so, I mean, competition on that side, the NFC side is slim. Which, I mean, you could have a team like the Cowboys go like, almost like, maybe at most get five wins and like five wins and still win the freaking division. I mean, it's, and they might only lose four games to maybe those top AFC, you know, powerhouses. But at the end of the day, if you can't beat any of those powerhouses, there's teams just like that in the NFC. Like say you're green Bay Packers,
0: let, you know, you're sitting up your Orleans
3: seats. Let me bring up
0: something Dawson. No, oh, boy. So the Cowboys were thrown into the flame early in the season. Week one, they traveled to Tampa Bay. They played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, lost 31-29. Second week of the season, they traveled to SoFi Stadium. They played the Chargers. They won 20-17 to in L.A. Since, since then, they've been in the Eagles by 20 points, the Panthers by 8 points, the Giants by 24 points, and the Patriots in overtime. Probably one of the easier schedules in the NFL up to this point. The rest of the season, they play the Vikings, the Browns, the Falcons, the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Saints, Washington twice, the Giants, the Cardinals, and the Eagles. I could see them losing two games. I think they lose to Arizona, and I think they lose to Kansas City. So that pits them at 15-2, and two, one of the top seeds in the NFC. I think this team is legit this year they got probably one of the best corners in the NFL and Tr- Trayvon Diggs they got a good offense they got a really good running game Dak Prescott hands down I think, is winning comeback player of the year and their defense has been much improved
3: well you do have to realize this is the Dallas Cowboys we are talking about here True. so many years I've seen the Dallas Cowboys start off like this and then midway through the season they get hit with the injury reserves list and it's, and it's going to
0: be how can they keep COVID out of the locker room? Because let's be honest, COVID is
3: still prominent in the NFL. Well, not it's not only what well, you have to realize, it's not only COVID that's limiting these players from playing. I mean, many of these leagues are saying if you're, you know, vaccinated, yep. it doesn't really do anything. But compared to last year where you had to miss two weeks and whatever, but stuff like these injur- these injuries are making like, a statement on a lot of these good teams like the Browns and some of the other decent, you know, teams that were predicted to go, you
1: know,
3: pretty fairly decent this year are actually getting like the injury reserve list thrown at them this year. And I think Cowboys could be in a couple of weeks when they play those tougher teams, like, like the Cleveland's, the Arizona's, I think, you know, they're going to lose some starters. And when, you know, they try ramping up that compete level and, They're going to be struggling down the stretch. And, I, yeah, they might make the playoffs. But after the first – you know, they're going to have to beat Tampa Bay. They're going to be matched up with Tampa Bay either way coming out of the divisional round. So they're going to have to beat them. And they couldn't do it during the regular season. Tampa Bay is another
0: team that's been plagued with injuries early, and I think it gets worse for them. Their defense is demolished. The offenses look stagnant.
3: Right, but this, if this isn't the same Tampa Bay team we're talking about last year. I mean it basically is though. But with the but injuries they're not but, playing to the same level. But you have to realize injuries during the start of the season aren't as bad as injuries towards the end of the season. No, but you're you're hundred percent right because you are starting to get some of these players back for playoffs. You're one hundred percent right. Remember,
0: Tampa Bay was a wild card team. They had to go into Washington, win in Washington, they had to go into um, New Orleans, and went in New Orleans, and they had to go into Green Bay and went in Green Bay.
3: Well, I'll this say is this. is Tom Brady
0: we're talking about.
3: I think the Cowboys' biggest game coming up would be Cleveland because I bet you a lot of they Cleveland starters will be, What? They do not play the Browns. They play them coming up. No, they don't. You said they literally just played the Browns. You said I they're going to they play, play the Browns.
0: Vikings, Broncos, Denver oh. –
3: Falcons, okay, missed-
0: Chiefs, Raiders, Saints, Washington, Giants, Cardinals, Eagles.
3: I would say the Cardinals. Circle them on the calendar. That's going to be the biggest game of the year.
0: So I agree
3: with that. That's that's a make or break playoff I can, thing. I completely, no, I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. Because Arizona, they're probably going to – here's the teams that I think they would have to beat if they want to make it deep in the playoff. Arizona? Yes. Tampa Bay. Yes. Green
1: Bay. Green
3: Bay. That's it. I mean, other than that, New Orleans, meh, I don't know. But I don't know if New Orleans makes it in, period. I mean, New Orleans is kind of like how you were, we were talking about NBA sleeper teams. I think yeah. New Orleans is one of those sleeper teams for the NFL. Oh. Yeah, you never know. They're always I on that, that bubble. That, I respect that team. They're always on the bubble. And usually they get in, you know, maybe just over 500. But mm-hmm. they're one of those teams where you just can't sleep on it going into the playoffs, oh, so, uh, we're playing New Orleans, eh, no big deal, because I still remember when the Lions made the playoffs, they played New Orleans, and I remember everybody's like, oh, it's New Orleans, no big deal, oh, here we go, New Orleans, but yep. the Lions to sleep.
0: That's not saying oh, much, though. No.
3: I know, but that's the last time the Lions were in the playoffs, and they took, they kind of took them lightly, which a lot of these wildcard teams, they are technically you know taken lightly by you know but it's at the end of the day it's nfl anything can every week it changes i mean team can build in any given week most week seven most of the teams this week have buys there's only like five six games this week and then a lot of the teams that play this week will have a a bye week on week nine in two weeks so it's fairly low on action this week, but there's still a lot of action-packed games this weekend.
2: I just want to say real quickly before I all two keep continuing this conversation that, man, it doesn't even seem like you guys really need me and Jackson here. Whenever you talk about NFL, you guys <laughs> kind of go off on your own little world for a little while.
3: Exactly.
0: And with that being said, that will wrap up episode two of Cheap Seats. Um, I think it is confirmed November 3rd. We are having a special guest on. I will say we had him on last year and um, we just got confirmation this morning that he will be coming on. Um, So I think that should, that should be a fun episode. I'm very excited for that episode. Um, Anything else you guys got to say? And that's cricket. So I will take that as a no. Um, so yeah, November 3rd will be the next episode and we'll see you all then. Bye.
1: Thank you.